Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome back to We Call the Midwife. I'm Alex. I'm Becky. I'm Jen. And um, just a disclaimer for this week's episode, before we get into the synopsis, um, we want to let you know that this week's episode deals with infant mortality. So if this is one you would prefer to skip, please feel free, obviously. And we just hope we uh, see you for the next one. Thank you. So today we're talking about series two, episode two. Um, Cynthia is woken by Sister Bernadette to attend the birth of the Kelly baby. Irene Kelly, or Rini, gives birth to a baby boy who's later named Thomas. Cynthia is offered a dram of whiskey to wet, wet the baby's head. Sadly, when Cynthia returns the following day for a checkup, she finds the baby unresponsive and he's died. This leaves Cynthia wracked with guilt and struggling to cope. At her next home birth, she panics and abandons Mrs. Lennon in the middle of her labour. Later, she's entirely exonerated. Meanwhile, Chummy has made the decision to take up missionary work in Sierra Leone, which will take her and Peter away from Poplar for six months, much to the disappointment of everyone at Nanata's house. And Jenny Lee and Jimmy bump into each other at the docks, much to Jimmy's amazement. Six months has passed and Jenny Lee has seemingly forgotten about the dreaded Gerald and sees Jimmy in a new light. When Francine Spencer comes along late to the clinic, Jenny Lee looks after her and discovers that she's unmarried. She tells Jenny Lee that the father will do the honourable thing. And in a twist of fate, we discover that Jimmy is the baby's father. When Jenny Lee bumps into the couple outside a jeweller's after Jimmy's put a ring on it. So, ladies, oh. shall we get to it? Oh, you know, this episode was so sad. Obviously, the baby death oh. yes, was awful. But that wasn't the thing that made me sad, which is awful. It was the... It was Chimmy and Ch- Chimmy and Peter. Chimmy and Peter leaving. I was like, well, oh. when the scouts sang at the end, oh, you are my special angel. I cried when she told the nurses she was going, which was like four and a half minutes into the episode. So just yeah, you guys know how I feel about this. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, so how about we do this? How about we talk about um, the Kelly baby? Do you want to do Kelly baby first, then then Jimmy, Jenny, then um, Chummy and Peter? Okay. Okay. Oh gosh. Well, okay. So here's the thing with here's the thing with the Kelly baby. It's it is a story about that family's loss, which is incredibly sad and tragic. But it's also a story about Cynthia, who's really going through such a such a hard time. You know, questioning herself. Yeah, she gets dealt a difficult hand quite a lot. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. does, and you know what? I think actually, because you you had said this way early, Al, but you were like, "Oh, Cynthia's so introspective." I think that that some in- experiences she's already had, like um, uh, Margaret Jones, you know, losing her and everything, and the whole soulmate thing. I think this is a big pivotal moment for Cynthia in terms of like another experience she's gone through that's really kind of pushed her to that you know like deeper emotional place more introspective place and then she's going to have a couple more and to me this is all about the big story arc for Cynthia as she kind of goes through the series um and this is one big important piece of it but I thought this was the thing is though like you've got to be the most resilient I don't even think sister Evangelina would be that resilient I think it was obviously the baby died which was awful to go through anyway and sister Evangelina was like paracetamol and hot chocolate bed bed but The thing that I think just was like a catalyst for making it worse for her was everyone in Poplar's, like all the horrible mums, you know, because they've all got big mouths, haven't they? And they're like, oh, no, it's all right, Lavi, I'll wait for the next one. And she's like, no one wants a bar of her. And it just makes her doubt herself. And then the investigation, because Peter was there, like, you know, ooh. I'm surprised that the mums turn their back on Cynthia so quickly because in the 50s, I mean... It's not an everyday occurrence, but it, it is more common. Well, also, they don't have social media. How did they all find out about it so quick? Oh, my gosh. They've all been gossips. chatting in the stairwells. Yeah, gossips is what was my was my thinking. Immediately, the story went around. Cause the thing it was, would be they me all gossiping. Talk- well, yeah, they, they all, <laughs> all talk to each other. Happened. <laughs> I don't know which one, but it's one of those ones, you know? Yeah, I think they just all told each other and... It really, it really knocked her back. I mean, I think, I think she, I think she felt bad initially, but then I think when she saw other people's reaction, then she started to feel even worse. And then but also the, the, the interrogation by Peter, like oh, we've got to Peter. ask these questions. I was like, why did Peter? Well, it also was the, the way Peter asked some of the questions. He was like, "Do you always drink on duty?" Not, not just. Oh, they they mentioned that you had a drink. Well, like, yeah. he doesn't know who's, who, I mean, he knows, he knows Cynthia really well. Like, he knows all the girls. I mean, he should know. No, he could have asked it nicer. I'm with Bexie. Yeah. No, no, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm critical of Peter in that way, too. Like, I think, I mean, he, he obviously is, like, the only cop that we know on this show. So he has to, like, fill in so much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. Well, it was the same thing when he grilled, um, not grilled, but when he was questioning, oh, um, oh, um, there was another incident. Oh, it was the mother that, that um, when her baby was kidnapped, when little, um, like, Gillian, Gillian was, was kidnapped and he questioned the mother. He was like, well, I don't know. You've had mental issues in the past, haven't you? Remember that? And he had to kind of be like the bad guy stand in. Maybe so, it's like to show how harsh the 1950s were for like that kind yeah. of thing and mental health and that kind of thing. But also that, right, talking about mental health. Actually, I've got two points written down. One, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is not about mental health. The first thing is, it's the same bed sheets that Annette had when she had a baby alone. You know, and they were like, oh, it's the baby. There's thousands of people in Poplar who've got these stripy candy bed sheets. <laughs> the same ones. <laughs> and I, so bet, I bet they're Winsia um, material. Yeah. 
Defo. Oh, they were lovely. like the rainbow candy striped ones that Annette had. And I was like, oh, they were right. They are loads of people in poplar with them. Anyway, that's Well, also, d- let's just be real. The prop department has like five sets of bed sheets and they just changed those <laughs> yeah, around. it made so. it work. It made it work. It tied it in. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the other thing is when Cynthia, like obviously with, as Beck said in the synopsis, Mrs. Lennon was having a baby and Cynthia couldn't cope and just ran out of there. Yeah. Instead of like nowadays, people would be like, oh my goodness, how's Cynthia? Where is she? I hope she's okay. Blah, blah, blah. They were literally angry with her. Like, how could you do that? Like, oh. Mm. Well, Sister Julian did say, she's like, oh, I, I, this is my fault. I, she's like, I sent her out too quick. Because she also made the comment about, you know, like, I know how hard it is. And so she really needs some time to kind of recover for this. And she acknowledged that Cynthia probably should have not been pushed out into the field like quite so fast. So that was one at least nod to like, understanding kind of the trauma that Cynthia faced by being the one who was you know put in her position and part of it oh the scene but that yes. really got me though is as Cynthia was leaving the Kelly house and she has to steady herself on her bike against the railings mm. I was like oh Cynthia oh Cynthia. also the Kelly because I'm from a family of Irish Catholics and we've got mm. Kelly's in our family and mm. just oh honestly I don't know why well I do know why because it's because it's in my family but I was just like oh my goodness we don't oh, have a Thomas yeah. Kelly though, thankfully. Well, also, well, speaking of which, I'm I'm an Irish Catholic um, heritage person as well, and we do have a bunch of Thomases in our family. Not Kelly, I'm not don't have that connection, but the thing also was I felt like that family kind of had they didn't really go into it more than this but um the dad has a broken arm that's in a sling and then when the baby's born they he's like oh I need a bit of silver to put it in its hands I'm assuming that's another like well wish good luck kind of a gesture and the and the grandfather gives the son well the father gives the son the piece of silver to put into the baby's hands you know in the in the wrapped blanket and then he says I'll pay back dad and there I felt like there was also some kind of like extra tension there so I mean well, he's, family, he wasn't working right right so the family was going through it anyway oh and then that actually ties into the end when Cynthia she has found out that it's not her fault that the baby passed away it was a it was a health issue that the was going to happen no matter what anyone did but um she then does her best because she knows the family doesn't have the funds to do a proper burial and so she advocates you know to see if the if Nanana's house can chip in for it um and I mean, I don't know, does anyone want to comment on how that ended up working out? Because I had a lot of feelings about that as well. It's a, it's kind of a side storyline in this episode, but do we have thoughts? Do I need to share them before we get going? Well, I thought, because, I mean, spoiler alert, in a later, later, later episode, somebody loses a baby. And, but then that, the baby was born preterm. But then that baby was buried with another mother. Mm, okay so here so yes so here's it's my because it had lived though Bex. yeah that's what i thought this one was still but the one with the, that was buried with another mother was still born no 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 so here so here's my issue okay and it's not about it's not about the baby or the family it's about the fact that like in this episode as a, as a little side thing that's happening sister monica joan is taking cabs to go see her family across town and it's like i think a nephew and his kids and everything like that but she's going to take, she's taking cabs all the time. And Sister Julian comes out as she's like coming in and she says, oh, you know, did you have a nice visit and everything? She's like, good. She's like, yeah, you know, could we maybe just be a little bit mindful about how many cabs we're taking because they're really, really expensive. And like, we're paying for them, but like, we don't have an unlimited budget here. And she's like, oh, you're going to tell me I can't see my family now? Like, how dare you? And Sister Julian is like, well, okay, that's not really what I said, but okay. And then she's like, what, you want to take, you want me to take, I can't take the bus. Like I'm supposed to walk there like 1500 miles. 
And she's like, no, I get it. There's a bus strike on and everything, but like, maybe we'd just be a little bit more thoughtful. Anywho's, then she actually stops Miss Sister Monica Joan from taking another cab, like later on in the episode. And Sister Monica Joan is really mad about it and like snaps at Sister Julian. And Sister Julian is like, oh gosh. And then Sister Julian comes back to Monica Joan and says, okay, listen, I've reworked the budget. I have the funds for you to take the cabs take the cabs okay and so she's like oh great wonderful wonderful well then cynthia comes to sister julian gardening outside and she says this thing about wanting to pay for the funeral and sister julian is like look i'm really sorry i we don't have the money i i wish i could do something but there's just nothing we can do and then sister monica joan is like oh well just take my cab money which seems nice at first but then sister julian is like well but then how are you going to see your family she's like oh well i'll just ask them to come visit me here and she's like, that'll be fine. They won't care. Like, just make sure there's like cakes and stuff. Which and she Sister probably Ju- snaffled anyway. Yeah, exactly. And Sister Julian is like, oh, okay. Well then Cynthia, yeah, sure. Like we can pay for the funeral. I mean, I'm guessing these aren't very expensive, you know, transactions, but like, I, did, I don't know. I was so, I felt so irritated at Sister Monica Joan in that moment because I was like, you've given her all this grief about your cabs. When like all along, you literally could have She's just She's really selfish, Jen. She takes all the cakes. Oh, it doesn't even it work hard. So- She's just there rattling around eating all the fucking cakes. Oh, it was, I was so frustrated. Okay, Bex, what, what, what? Well, also <laughs> on Sister Monica Jane, there's the point where Cynthia has basically just had a complete anxiety attack. She's abandoned Mrs. Lennon. Everybody is, Trixie's gone to attend to Mrs. Lennon and everybody assumes that Cynthia is with Trixie. When they realise that Cynthia is missing, they just get into a complete panic. If you will notice, Sister Monica Joan is just in the background having a nap, completely oblivious. Yeah. Because she doesn't care about anyone or herself. <laughs> Simple fact. She's there sleeping off a cake she's just polished off when they've been, you know, riding 25 miles. Yeah, really. Well, it just it just was frustrating because it was like, oh, like you could have you could you like you did something that seemed noble but it wasn't really because really the thing that you gave was like it, 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 it should have been everyone's anyway yeah exactly well yeah you didn't you didn't sacrifice anything because you like and also by the way why were you so mean to sister julianne for the past 45 minutes when you could have just said oh well why don't my why doesn't my family come and visit me every other time we want to see each other you know oh, i still have a soft spot uh, for sister monica Jones. Well, I think she does get better as time goes on, but at the moment she does. She does, but I don't know. That really, that really got my goat. I was like, "Gee, whiz, lady! Like, come on now." Anyways, so one but- thing I noticed with the Kelly storyline, which I'll just touch on before we move on, is, and this is completely unrelated to anything we've spoken about, but Mrs. Kirk, who's Reenie's mum, when she's um, given birth, she mentions her bottom drawer, and a bottom drawer is something that is kind of doesn't exist anymore, but. I had a bottom drawer when I was living at my parents' house and I was kind of saving up to buy my own house. So a bottom drawer is where you put things away for the future. So with Rini, she's been putting away baby clothes for when she's got a family. Some people have a bottom drawer where they put away things for when they're getting married. And I have a bottom drawer for when I was trying to get things together for a house. And Becky bought like- a house in 1959. Um, <laughs> this is not a concept that I have ever heard from, but Becky is a bit, she's up the upper echelon of society than me. Um, I literally collected for my bottom drawer. My mum would be like, oh, this is for your bottom drawer. Oh, wow. See, I don't like. I've never concept- heard it, Jen. 
Yeah, no, we don't have that. I mean, the closest thing I could think of is like a hope chest that we would have over here. My mom had one of those. And that usually was for things, just like you said, like for either a marriage or a new house or a baby, mainly marriage and baby, I think. But, um, but yeah, that, I mean, it's a great idea. It's definitely a great idea, but wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad you said that. Cause I totally missed that. Yeah, because when her mum refers to, oh, you've got you, you've got all the things in your bottom drawer, she's not literally just referring to the bottom drawer of her chest of drawers. It's, it's kind of a metaphorical... Like, yeah. See, you learn you something when you listen to this podcast as well. Yeah, well, and I'm really glad that Becky is now 98 years old because, you know, she's passing on a lot of wisdom from this time period. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who's listening, Becky is 41. <laughs> oh, she's a young spring chicken just like the rest of us. Yes, to be fair, yes. I've mentioned that I am also 41. Oh, well, and I'm, and I'm just a little bit older than that. So, you know, we, uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm 42. So, I mean, we're all, we're all basically the same. We don't have a long draw. No, no. I, I didn't, I mean, I wonder if I thought that, anyways, doesn't matter what I thought it was. Okay. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about Jimmy and Jenny next. Oh God. When I, it was just Jimmy's amazement that he should bump into Jenny. He's visited her on numerous occasions. He knows the area that she works on. Why was he so amazed to run into her? Well, also he works there too. I mean, it really had the quality of like, again, I'm going to, you know, or it's like, or it's like you, you kind of willfully put yourself somewhere where you think you might well, see someone I, and then you happen to see them and it's like, oh, I happen to see you. I wondered if it was because he'd just been having lunch or something with Francine oh. and she's literally just gone. So then he was like, oh, like, you know, like he'd kind of been <laughs> caught out a little because he wouldn't want her to know about it because he still liked Jenny. Okay. And he was like, so I wondered if, if that was the case because obviously we found out that he has obviously been having a relationship of a sexual mm. nature with Francine yeah. because obviously she's uh, up the duff but but is do they work together I got the intimation that they work together and she was yeah. like a secretary okay okay yeah gotcha. okay um I oh, she's really lovely and she's got really lovely hair uh I, I, I I'm gonna be honest Francine was kind of a, just a place filler for me I mean I didn't I didn't particularly feel that positive or particularly negative about her I mean like the thing that was the thing that kind of frustrated me was she you know when she said to Jenny she's like oh yeah I'm pregnant but like he's gonna do the right thing and I just thought oh I don't know there's something about that that just made me feel I don't know and this is a topic that I know we're probably going to get into in later episodes when it's a more blatant push towards this but like I felt like this was something I had feelings around when Lynette was giving birth to her baby like and it is the time period and it is England America was the same at this point in history as well but like just the lack of like autonomy and control that women had over their own reproduction is is really really tough uh for me in this in this case and like to me the idea that like you know you're gonna date a guy you're gonna do stuff with that guy and then if something happens it's like well he's gonna marry me and it's like well now Jimmy is a nice guy but like I don't know I just oh that just kind of that like really that really grated on me and it's not it's not Francine's fault it's just the time it's, not but, the midwife's fault. it's just what happened at the time that I know I know I know but it's just oh man I just I I'm you know, and, and obviously stuff is happening in America right now, which we won't go into, but it just, I, I just wish there was more freedom of choice is all I'm going to say. So. And also Francine will probably have to finish work once she has that baby. Well, you're not allowed yeah, to work oh. when you're pregnant either if, if that, at those times, remember? Yeah. Same in America too. You couldn't work at that point. Yeah. And, and, and it was tough too, because the way Jimmy said it, and he, he wasn't saying it in a mean way, but he was like, oh yeah, I'm kind of seeing someone, but you know, it's just a bit of a fling or whatever. And then Francine is obviously looking at it as like, she's got this whole, you know, project of a life planned out. And 
but Jenny, when she when she says to Jimmy that um, he, if he's not sure, he needs to be honest with Francine. She's got a cheek. She oh. literally just rejected him. Yeah. And also, like, what does she? She's like, oh, you need to balance. Don't marry her. Then that's great. Then Jenny, you marry her, and then he'll just have this like child, abandoned child. Like, you well, know what I mean? That's, the child's going nowhere. That really annoyed me as well. Like, well, how could you just advocate? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Doing that, do you know what I mean? Also, let's not forget, like, when she saw him again, she even, she said to Trixie, she was like, oh, I don't know, he seemed kind of different. <laughs> but she never either said to herself or said to him like oh you know like like anything that indicated that she was actually interested in him romantically it was more just kind of like huh you know like he has a bit of a you know like oh it's been a minute you know he's kind of looking a certain type of way to me or whatever but there was no intimation that she was actually interested in in him and she had so clearly rejected him not that long ago and it was like how how dare you presume that you think you have anything to say about this man's romantic life whether you whether it is a good decision for him or not like even as a friend you have to walk the, like she, I, she really overstepped I thought in that well do you yeah. know what else really annoyed me when they met mm-hmm. with Francine mm-hmm. and he was like oh this is oh and she was oh and then they pretended I'm they didn't sorry, know each that- other that that moment was I mean I that was when I saw that for the first time I gasped I could not believe I my nothing in me put yeah, that why together pretend you don't know each other like if it were yeah, there if was it were just... well yeah. maybe maybe he's maybe he's told Francine something about Jenny and he wouldn't have wanted her to make that connection maybe yeah, but, Jenny didn't but, know that. but Jenny instigates it she says oh nice to meet you yeah, and it really annoyed me because obviously, like, oh, spoiler alert, like, they do get think? married in the next episode. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. But, like, obviously they're, like, <laughs> old family friends and blah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. surely Jenny's parents are probably at that wedding was my thought. So then they're going to be, how are they going to explain that? They're like, oh, yeah, my daughter really? Jenny's working as a midwife in Poplar. You know, that's how, that's how oh, I thought they were old see, friends. I- See, I'm thinking it's going to just be like, you know, like a, like a, a day at the courthouse just as a piece. And then like a, like a lunch after with like cake or something. I'm not, I'm not picturing a big wedding for those two. No, I'm forgetting she's something. in the family way. Yeah, she's yeah. up the, she's up the <laughs> that, was so, guys that was so popular, Bex. She's in the family <laughs> way. <laughs> but baby's going to come out of us first. Yeah. Also the thing, the thing that was interesting to me and we'll definitely get in, like, this will be like completely spelled out for us in a later episode. But the thing that was interesting was, and, and I actually, I, I, you had said in an earlier episode, um, Alex, you didn't, when Lynette donated, 
donated. I'm sorry. When Lynette left her baby on the steps abandoned. of Renata's house. I severely apologize. Donated is not the wrong word. Absolutely the wrong word. But, um, but when we were having that conversation about like, we like Bex and I couldn't believe that more children hadn't been left at, at the steps of that you know, place. And you were like, oh, but I don't think people were as promiscuous back then. And I was like, well, no, I think they were. And this to me was kind of an example of like, like Jenny has very clear ideas about sexual activity, you know, before marriage or anything like that, or it seems that she does. And clearly Jimmy does not maybe have those same ideas. And, and Francine, I mean, she was, you know, she went along with it too. So I, I just think like a lot more people are doing a lot more. Like, I think people are doing the same stuff then. I'm going to say it does not prove your point. These two people does not prove your point. Also, can we just talk about the fact that she's called Francine Spencer, like Frank Spencer in some others do have him. It just made me laugh. What what's that point? I don't get that. Oh, that does it's not it's uh, no, that's that British, that's one for the British viewers. I can't, I can't. <laughs> okay, rest of the world. We've all been excluded from this reference, but anyway. Well no, to be honest, educated people will know. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> So you're calling most of our audience outside of the oh my god. Listen, listen, dear listeners, I'm on your side and I am also ignorant of this obscure cultural reference. So okay. All right. So do we need to say anything about these four? I guess I guess. Well, we see Jimmy again, but anyways, I, I think we all know how we feel, correct? Or do we need to? Yeah, we're all, we're all on, in the same opinion. Yeah, just go away, Jimmy. Carry on. <laughs> okay, so, the, and this is, this is a trope that I have seen in film, television, so many things. And I, I have never had this experience myself. I don't know any married couples who have have admitted to doing this although maybe this is a thing that all married couples do now I did think it was absolutely charming and beautiful when Peter and Chummy did it but in one of the opening scenes of this episode the music is playing and the two of them are dancing with each other like slow dancing with each other in their living room to like the a record on the record player you are my special (laughs) angel don't believe that this is a thing that married people do and they and maybe they do it when they're newlyweds but I just don't think that this is a thing that married people do but it's everywhere in culture I've never in my life slow danced in the lounge (laughs) to a record like that but I will say I have danced but we tend to do like stupid dancing to stupid songs and obviously since I've had my daughter it's stuff like dancing to breakfast burrito yum yum breakfast burrito it's not like you are my special angel oh I I thought it was so sweet on my wedding day on my wedding day in the hotel we did dance to especially for you by Kelly and Jason Okay, but that's that's your wedding day. That's a way. Yeah, that's not just wedding. everyday life. Yeah, that's not just like Tuesday where you're just like uh, now. Honestly, when I saw the scene, I thought, "Is this what people did when they didn't have TV?" Like that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, like they didn't have enough entertainment, so they had to fill the hours somehow. So it was like, "Well, babe, do you just want to dance in the living room? Like we still got another forty-five minutes before we got to go to bed." So, and also to be somehow. fair, if that if slow dancing was like you know. It, it was slow down that was in wasn't it that was the kind yeah. of dance it wasn't like yeah. you know moshing or whatever um <laughs> so I suppose people did do it more maybe I'll start doing it I'll let you know <laughs> listeners let us know if you slow dance in the lounge with yes. you. Oh, that's a good one email oh, us text yes, or whatever. yes just a reminder our email is recallthemidwife at gmail.com okay and we've also got an instagram a facebook page and a twitter and we've yes. got some likes and follows and uh, yeah, so thank you very much, everyone. 
yeah look look in the show notes for all that so that you can contact us because we would love to hear from people um okay so then chummy goes in to the girls and she says i'm leaving for sierra leone now I got the sense that she basically gave them no notice. She was like, literally, I'm not going to see my patients today. I'm going to be on a train to Manchester within 12 hours. And I just thought, you really didn't, you can't give them like a week? That shocked me. I mean, I know it was the mission of my life, Jennifer. She needs to go. (laughs) You've been called. Exactly. Call the missionary. I I think it was for dramatic effect, but I just was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe you just literally left them high and dry with no. Or had you discussed it with them beforehand that it was something you were thinking of? No. And by the way, like, let's not pretend that like all of this didn't happen, like with time to give people. I mean, it's not like you got an email that morning and they were like, please be on a train that we booked for you. Like she literally got a letter and then she had, you know what I mean? Like everything is happening so slow in the fifties because there's no technology. Like clearly there would have been time to like give them at least a heads up. I'm like, you didn't even tell Sister Julian? Like nobody knew that you were just going to go. And then also like, I mean, the expectation that she's going to come back in six months. I mean, they're historically understaffed. So like likelihood is that they will definitely have a place for her in six months. But I'm like, I'm like, wow. Talk about like, you would never do that at a job today. I don't think, but, but I cried when she said she was going. Pizza being worried about having to pass the medical because he's a roly-poly. I love the way he said he was a roly-poly and he loved, what did he say? He's like, I do love a jam biscuit. You know, it's true. (laughs) Or is it a treacle, a treacle pudding? Treacle pudding. Treacle pudding. But I love the fact that it was Fred who was his trainer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I loved it, it so it much. Was, it was like mano a mano. It's like he had to go to another guy. I mean, obviously, like it made sense really. But also like, I'm sorry, but Peter's really cute. Like when he was doing all those workouts and push-ups, I mean. Oh, I, Jen. I, no. <laughs> Thanks. I also loved. Uh, no, 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 no. I also loved all the scouts, like cheering oh, on encouragement. He was literally carrying them on a wheelbarrow, like running through Poplar, like doing all the weights and everything. Tell you what, also, though, Sister Evangelina, she has got a ruthless. We know she's got a ruthless streak, but she looked really like she was enjoying watching him garden. I'll tell you what, though, she's not wrong, <laughs> is she, Bex? Gardening. No, it's not. It's hard work. Gardening oh, is hard every work. Every muscle aches. Yeah, that's why my garden does not look good or produce much because I am not doing the work that I need to do. Absolutely the same. Mine is awful. Also, wait, can I just can I just say one thing that really like made me made me lol, but also made me just be like, oh men, you know, like because Peter gets the, okay now again, we I don't know how much time is elapsing, like from the time that they say they're going to the time that he gets a letter that says he's not been approved until he does the physical exam to the time that Chummy comes back and then to the time that they actually leave. I have no idea if that's like two weeks, two months, whatever. But um, what made me laugh is that he, he goes to Fred. He's like, look, Fred, I, I really need to like get my physical fitness up. He's like, you know, you know, I'm not really one for like, you know, doing all this stuff. And Fred's like, you got it. I'm going to take care of you. Here you go. Boop, 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 boop. They do like a Rocky style sequence where he's like literally like carrying a hundred children on his back where he's like running upstairs doing a 800 pushups or whatever. And then he, and then by the end of the episode, which again, indiscriminately, potentially short period of time, he comes out, he's like, oh, I passed. I'm like, well, isn't that just so typical? Like literally men do like four walks and all of a sudden they've dropped 20 pounds and they have definable abs. I mean, I'm so like, true. I mean, truly it just, it's so infuriating because I'm like, no woman on earth would be able to like work out six times and all of a sudden be able to like run a marathon and pass like some, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, but I, at the same time in the fifties, she'd have to be doing the housework, doing all the washing. Oh, hang on. That sounds like my Sunday. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, no, I agree. It's really frustrating. I just, I just thought it was so funny because he was like, oh yeah. And then, he, and then he jumps on the bike and he like cycles across town or whatever. Like, you know, I mean, 
anyways, I don't know. I just, I thought that was so funny. I was like, wow, so typical of men just to be able to like, you know, do one thing and lose weight and like get all this physical fitness back. So in this episode, my opinion of Sister Evangelina really changed as well. <gasps> do tell. So three things. When Chummy announced she was going to become a mission. Is that right? Become a mission? Missionary. 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 Yeah, missionary. Um, like you could see all the disappointment in the girls and Sister Evangelina was disappointed as well. Mm. Also, like she was really caring towards Cynthia. After the yeah. Yeah. and she got involved with training peter yeah so and yeah I love, I love sister evangelina so she, i think yeah. i feel like this is my turning point for sister evangelina yeah yeah i it's don't know when my turning point was because obviously you know when you've watched something so many times you kind of think like you did for you the just love them from the start yeah right right, right. yeah well, you know, obviously i didn't love her from the start because she was horrible <laughs> but so maybe it was around this episode but i, I just loved her i just love her i just think you she's know, so amazing you know the thing about sister evangelina is like she is hard as nails she will like go anywhere do anything she will like give you she will like criticize she'll be the first one to tell you when you've stepped over the line but she will also be the first one to come to your defense and like fight anyone who would like try to come after you if it wasn't like you know what i mean like she's 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 absolutely one of the most salt of the earth rock solid people and i truly think that like she's one of those rare people where once she loves you and cares about you she will always love and care about you forever and she will always do anything she can for you and oh i think she's so great i love her character i love her too no right, and she was so that. gentle to cynthia like hero like- and zeros of the week bex you go first okay so my zero is how quickly the community turned their back on Cynthia. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And then my hero is the ending where Cynthia confident, confidently answers the phone midwife speaking. Because <gasps> we see her journey. I'm nodding. Through. Just realised it's a podcast. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We both emphatically 100% with you. Totally right. Love it. Love it. Jen? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. I haven't even thought about this. Um, okay. Zero. The prep there. <laughs> um, We're renowned for it. Zero. Okay. I, you know what? Th- I wouldn't say this is a huge thing, but I, my irritation was Sister Monica Joan for like this false nobility. I just, I don't like it. It really irritated me. I thought that was just, that was just really frustrating. Um, and then my hero for the week. Oh man. Okay, I, I'm gonna do like a like a they're together but two parts. The Cubs singing. Oh, that was gonna the, be mine. Oh, sorry. Well, uh, but but I but as I'll just say, like those little boys are so devoted to Chummy, and it is just oh, no. it is never endingly not. It is just so sweet perennially. I love it, but. Hang on one second. On that note, just remind me right at the very end to tell you a story about Jack. Carry on. Okay. So, but then with that, I will say, uh, you know, I've had this experience before. I know a lot of people have had this experience before, but it takes a lot of bravery to like leave the place, you know, leave a really comfortable situation and like go out in the world and do something that, you know, you know, is going to take a lot of like, you know, bravery and courage to do. And the fact that Peter and Chemi decided to do it together to go to Sierra Leone, where I, I'm assuming neither one of them has, has ever been before, but they both really want to try this adventure. Um, to me, that's just so sweet and special. And I, 
you know, I mean, they're just always going to be like an A number one couple, but you know, the fact that they did that as a married couple together and just took that leap of faith. I just, I'm yeah. Heroes. Okay. Now I have a weird one. I've got a zero, which is Peter for how he questions Cynthia. Cynthia okay. yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Now my hero is going to be the Cubs, but no, my hero is going to be Peter. So it's Joelle. Joelle <gasps> passing the physical on, let's be honest, he doesn't want to go to Sierra Leone. <laughs> he does not want to leave these jam roly polies and have a lovely time in Pop as a police. He just wants to stay exactly where he, he's never been out of London. He doesn't want to leave, but he's doing it because he loves Chummy and he's, yeah. you know, the perfect husband doing whatever she wants, whatever. So, so that, for that, Peter gets both the zero and the hero. Being now, a supportive spouse is the ultimate gift you can give. Okay. He dances with you, really slow dancing in the lounge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you're going to tell us your yes, story so about that? Yes, so I have started my homework, which is reading Call the Midwife. <gasps> because I'm a good little girl, and I am reading <laughs> with Jennifer Wood. I am I am all about the, you know, not only you two, Sister Monica Jones, not doing any of the uh, <laughs> uploading or the editing, but I do all that, everyone. Uh, I'm also now doing background research, because that is just how I roll. These two just roll up. We're on my <laughs> laptop that I record. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I'm going a bit too far there. Should we should we just go? Do you just not need us anymore? Just honest, out yeah, here? I think the listeners like that too. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so Jack, in real life, this is it's true thing. So it's actually a truth that he was this kid who <gasps> followed Chummy around. It's real, absolutely real. But in real life, he was actually, he grew up to be a bodyguard. And can you guess who he was bodyguard for? Miranda Hart! No, that's, she doesn't need a bodyguard. Oh, the wow. royal family. Yes, but who in the royal family? Not the queen. Oh. Margaret. So he was no, a child wait. in the, let's think about this, a child yeah, yeah, yeah. in the 1950s. Okay, so I think he was up. Princess Diana's bodyguard. Oh, Diana. Boom, be Becky. Boom. Oh! Yeah, she saw him on telly and she was like, I know that, that, I know that stance and that face and that proud look of um, protection anywhere. And that, there was Jack being Princess Diana's bodyguard. Oh. How amazing is that? That is wow. amazing. Wow. So my background research is adding to this. It is. It is. You know what? I wanted, I think, I wonder if she puts like photos and everything in the actual like heart, like the book that she published, because I would love to see a photo of the real chummy and I would love to see a photo of like the real Trixie or any of those. I'll girls. have a look. Well, let, um, let's ask Alex, is, are there photographs in the physical book? Or yeah, are Alex, you what about that? Yeah. Are you trying to criticise me for listening to a book on audio when you've not even thought about listening to a book? Where that is not true. I've looked at how much it cost to buy it on Amazon. I think you'll find I did an Audible free trial. Take that, Audible. Um, so, yeah, but I'm going to carry on with Audible, I think, because it's so good. So it is, it is really good. It is really good. Well, well, we all have the assignment to read the books and then we're going to do a big thing about it so well i was um, going to get it from the library as well actually back so yeah oh the library <laughs> you know what? i i don't i actually don't know that my library has it but that's a me problem not a not a world problem because of where i am physically i think yeah but anyways oh that's well, a there's other books in the series out. as well and there's some about workhouses which explains a lot because i was like oh i wonder if they've done loads of research on workhouses yes they have what? i thought there was only i thought there was only three books that she wrote three I now I don't know. Let's, why let's do we always do this? Why do we always do this? Make ourselves look sick. 
Well, maybe someone should edit out only the smart, only the stupid parts, and then we'll all look at nah, it. it's funnier. It's funnier. <laughs> right. Anyway, ladies. Okay. We'll see you um, next time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you can watch uh, series two, episode three, and then listen along, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just so you know what we're going on about, really. But yeah. uh, thank you very much for listening. And we'll Rate, review, get in touch. Yep. Yep. Follow that right. stuff. Yeah. And look at okay. the show notes. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.